Kia ora, I'm Erin Keem and you're listening to Conversations About Closets with my closest thousand friends. I started this project to get me through a gloomy Seattle winter, which was hitting me hard. The thing is, I love women. Why not showcase them? Why not call women I've never met, have our first conversation, record it and turn it into a podcast? So that's what I did. I didn't edit, I still don't. Some days I'm on fire, some days not so much, and sometimes I even forgot to ask questions about closets. But all my guests are amazing. Listen up, get to know them, you'll be glad you did. If you want to be a guest on my show, go to erinkeem.com. I'd love to meet you. Aroha for listening, here's today's episode. Hello Erin, how are you doing? I'm wonderful, and there's not many people I could say, can we have a conversation at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning in winter? (laughs) You know, when it's basically still, no, it's starting to get light a little bit. It is starting (laughs) to get light just a little bit. My husband and my my father-in-law just left to go diving. Um, They're scuba divers, and I have a full-time muggle job, and so my weekends, I usually get up at 7 a.m., and start meetings with different people involved in different parts of my business while either Tamir gets up and goes diving or he's just still asleep in the bed until 10. So I get up and my my Saturdays and Sundays are my my morning, are my business focused mornings. So, so yeah, this makes sense. I love that. My husband's asleep as we speak. Uh, he's snoring next to a snoring French bulldog. So I can pretty much hear them through the ceiling. I'm down in the kitchen. They're up in the bedroom. And uh, and like you, yeah, I find the early morning hours. I mean, we both belong to FBOM, which, of course, is a breakfast club, which tends to start their meetings at 7 in the morning. So, And that's how we, that's how we found each other. But one of the things I love about this conversation is this is the first time you and I I have actually spoken. Absolutely. And that was part of the reason behind this. I'm Erin from the Happy Wardrobe, and I realized that I had a ton of air quote friends on Facebook that I've never actually had a conversation with. And I'm tracking you all down. And of course, with your The Coloring Project and your coloring books, you were high on my list of people I wanted to talk to. So, Andrea, I want to know more about that. Andrea, would you tell us about you? Would you tell us who you are and all about how you ended up creating coloring in books for adults that are so amazing? Well, awesome. The first thing I'm going to do is say that my name is Andrea. Uh, With the spelling of it, it gets, it comes across in different iterations. So I, nobody knows quite how to pronounce it right off the bat, but my name is Andrea Kaler, spelled Andrea Kohler. So it's always a conundrum for everything. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. I should have asked, and I'm so glad you corrected it. See, this is what happens when you don't actually, you know, know the people you're talking. This is what we have when we have, quote, like you said, air quote, but I I just call them (laughs) Facebook friends, right? They're people, people I've become acquainted, excuse me, people I've become acquainted with, and I have some knowledge about, but I don't necessarily interact with them on a daily basis. In a former iteration of myself, 
Um, I taught salsa dancing, um, organized large-scale salsa conventions. I, I spent 25 years in the salsa dancing community, dancing and, and doing all of that. And I have what I call salsa friends. And those are the friends that I would see at the clubs, at the dances, at the events for 10, 15 years. But I really never knew anything about them. But I had this like, you have this familiarity, this sense of knowing them but you really don't know them. So <laughs> that was my qualification for them. They're my salsa friends, they're my Facebook friends versus now you and I are actually friends friends because we get to know each other and have these have a conversation. Andrea, thank you. I, I've got so many questions about salsa <laughs> uh, and I've got, but my, first of all, I want to know, uh, would you tell people where they can buy your incredible coloring in books? Yeah, so um, my background is in um, leadership training and coaching. I have been in the training and development world for 25 years. I have done everything from customer service to training to sales training to internal tools training. And when I found leadership development, that was really my calling because I love tools that help people become self-aware because if we don't know where we're coming from, we can't actually change things on purpose. So how does that link to coloring books? It links to coloring books because when I sat down in April of 2015 with this new fad that was fully entrenched already and I colored for a couple of weeks and I was like, oh my God, I love this. And then my instructional, brain, instru instructional design brain went off and went, oh, but there are reasons why I'm loving this. Let's figure that out. So, you know, the calming effect, the creating space for creative thought, the quieting of the brain, the, I like to call it shower thoughts, right? The thing that, the, the brilliant ideas you have when you quiet your monkey mind and do something non-cognitive, which is what coloring um, represents. And so I was like, how do I use this really phenomenal tool to blend it with what is most important to me. And at that time you had a whole bunch of people doing um, doing mindfulness quotes in coloring pages. And I was like, well, those are great, but there's no instructional design activity wrapper around them. So I designed a book called The Power of Positive Coloring that has 45 illustrations. And each of those illustrations has a mindfulness activity to it. Now, not anything super like you have to spend five hours doing this mindfulness activity, but just a couple of questions to prompt you thinking in a, in a vein that has you reflecting before you sit down to color. And for me as an instructional designer, a kind of a wrap up now that you've finished coloring and you've thought about these things, what do you, what's one thing you want to do differently over the next week? So the coloring project was born the Power of Positive Coloring was my first coloring. And then I, and I am not an illustrator. So here, this is the tale of somebody who had a brilliant idea and had to figure out <laughs> how to have somebody help me do it. And um, I ended up using for the book, I used um, 11 different illustrators in six different countries and yay, the power of the interwebs um, for bringing us all together and Instagram back, you know, four or five years ago when it was because starting to become as popular as it is. And I was able to reach out and get people to work with me. And one of those illustrators and I formed a good friendship. 
And she also liked Broadway musicals and Hamilton was getting popular at the time. And in one conversation, we said, you know, could we put some Hamilton quotes because they are motivational quotes, they are inspirational quotes. I would love to write a mindfulness activity around that. And um, we created our first set of um, coloring Broadway uh, illustrations. And what I learned from coloring books was people get tired of coloring books. There's too many illustrations. The book, nobody ever finishes a book. Um, so they have a pile, a stack of books that then psychologically become overwhelming and become something that tells them that they, they haven't finished yet. So we started creating sets of coloring pages. So we create coloring, um, a Hamilton inspired set that featured four quotes on four separate pages and we started selling sets of coloring pages and coloring postcards and coloring note cards so you could actually like send snail mail to to your peeps who who love broadway but what i loved from this was really and my my whole purpose behind coloring broadway is to tap into that um what's it called tap into the transformational power of theater right like we go we watch these stories musicals kind of speak to us in a way that we um, that we might not have put words to before and might not have even been able to tap into and feel and you leave going oh my goodness I didn't even know I felt that or I, I, I and and now I have a new perspective on on something um, that I've that I've gone to see so we started with Hamilton inspired and a month after we launched it Hamilton musical shared one of our designs and our our little humble Etsy shop went uh went crazy and we were like what what happened and somebody who knew us and loved us found that that Hamilton had shared us and we were like oh I, I guess I, I guess we're official now and it has just burgeoned from there so the power of positive coloring is still there I still love that part of the work but coloring Broadway has been my focus for the last three and a half years it's just taken off we have 42 different collections focused on different musicals and it's it's just a wonderful thing i get to go to broadway con um because every good fan group has a con so we there's broadway con once a year and we go and i get to have a vendor booth there and 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 hawk my wares but i also get to speak on panels and do mindfulness activities to groups of 100 theater goers who come in and do a, a Broadway themed mindfulness activity. So that is my, my, my story in a snippet. I'm, I'm in awe. The words coloring books, they just don't do it justice. And I'm feeling a little bit silly for saying it. No. I remember when I first was exposed to coloring as an adult and I did use it at a time when I was stressed and at that time, all you could really get was mandalas, mm -hmm. which are amazing in their, own, in their own rights. But I was sitting in a, in a situation where I needed to self-soothe. Yep. And I hope I'm, you can understand what Absolutely. I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I had my color, I had my color pencils out. And I didn't understand why I found it soothing, but I did. I had no understanding that you just explained so beautifully the transformation the psychology behind it the fact that I could take it one step further and create an intention after coloring those pages 
and that each page would represent something that I have completed. I've created art. I've created a transformation. I've transformed that page, and then I can use that that transformation to take it forward in my life. Yeah. I am very tempted to hang up right now and go and basically browse your Etsy <laughs> store, but I, I do want I, I do want to talk to you longer because. There's not just, am I right in that, uh, you're right about, absolutely right about the cons, but how did you get from salsa <laughs> to this? And do you have any books about I salsa? Do not. Am I going to be able to, <laughs> w- will I be able to colour in salsa? Because hello, I am all about clothes. So you are all about clothes. And salsa. Um, and, oh so, my goodness. Which my, means salsa dresses. My wardrobe has and, definitely and, shifted <laughs> as I've gone from my salsa career to to my coloring Broadway career. Um, So how did I get from, from salsa to coloring Broadway? I, I really think that life is just an ebb and flow of interests and where you put your time and your focus. Um, I have been a dancer. My mom was a ballet dancer and I grew up dancing. Um, I had reasons for, for, um, for getting into salsa that were driven from a lot of body shame and a lot of not feeling like I could be in the quote proper dance world um, because I just didn't have the right body. But when I found salsa, I found a whole world that really uh, celebrated curvy women who could dance. And so from there in about 1991, I met, I had my first salsa experience and I ended up traveling the world, going to these different salsa conventions, working with friends and professionals worldwide on these four, four or five day salsa, what they call congresses, um, the Congreso de Salsa. Um, but, and, you know, getting to host musicians and, and performances and, all, all of this stuff. And it was fabulous. And there is definitely a fashion that goes with that. Um, as I transitioned into, um, I think I switched jobs, which had me not traveling as much for work, which which definitely aided my, my international travel. Um, but I think just experiences in general just, just shifted. And um, I, I had started a life coaching training program, which was really a year-long endeavor into my own stuff it was like a master's degree in my own shit and I hope it's okay to swear um (laughs) but I had you know in order to be be a fully present coach for someone you really have to understand your own stuff so I went through that program and and at that time I was definitely in a place of self-reflection my job was shifting I was moving more into the leadership development space. And that was when coloring presented itself. And so it just, it just was a shift. It was just was a shift and an ebb and flow. And I miss salsa dancing. I miss, I miss going out. I miss all of that. And I'm actually at a point where I want to go back now, but it's COVID and we can't. Not no salsering more in your bedroom at the moment. Salsering on YouTube. Salsering yeah. uh, while your husband is scuba diving, yeah. as opposed to actually attending. Yes. And it, it doesn't quite have the same energy of being in a no, room with, with, the, with that amazing and, music yeah. and the and the energy mm-hmm. and the and the ebb and flow of the dance steps. Yes. 
what was the what what did you most love to wear I mean would you tell me about one of the costumes or dresses you wore when you were when you were doing the salsa because then I want to circle yeah. background to coloring Broadway no no what, fashion. What, what was your um uh so I, I having having prefaced this with I am a very curvy girl um I never felt comfortable in skirts skirts were Everybody wanted me to wear skirts. I was like, no, I am. I have just never been a skirt wearing person. So in my salsa time, I was all about the really tight. I mean, at that point, they were leggings, but they were like really tight jeans. Um, so tight jeans, tight black pants, shiny black pants. Um, and then usually some sort of shirt. It's interesting for me, like fashion is definitely di driven by body comfort um or comfort with my body as something that other people get to see and so i feel comfortable having my arms covered because i always had really like thick um biceps and triceps even even in my like most firm going to the gym i'll like totally fit body i still had really thick arms and uh, so I would always do something with a shirt that might have might be really low cut in the front, but it had sleeves that go down to my elbow. Um, and I had all sorts of shiny black um, and and colorful. I will say I didn't always go towards the colorful things. I, I did more towards the black and the I am a teal girl. So anything in the peacock or we excuse me, the peacock arena. So purple, dark blue, teal, maybe some bright pink um, were, were my color palette of choice. And do you still have any of those clothes from your wonderful self? I do. They are in a, um, they're in a bucket in my garage. <laughs> I, I couldn't... You, you're keeping these clothes in a bucket, woman? What are you? Well, I have a very tiny house which was great when I lived in it by myself. But when my husband moved in seven years ago, there was suddenly the need for somebody else to have closet space in an 834 square foot house. So we, I, many of my clothes, like my winter clothes came out of the, out of the buckets and my summer clothes went into the buckets and there's just a, there's just a churn. Um, I also have in buckets, I know this sounds like a horrible way to keep close. Um, I lived in India for three years. And one of the things that I came home with was this wonderful collection of um, saris and dupatas and um, kurtas and, and things that I would wear at work. And I, I cannot bear to get rid of them. One day in my head, I will have a house that is big enough to to have them hanging and 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 or displayed because the saris are just so beautiful. They are. They're, they're wearable art, or as I like to call them, wearable fun. And yes, you will have that house, if only so that you can display those saris and your sponsor <laughs> Right. You, you said bucket. You, you said bucket, and I'm picturing, you know, a bucket that you put fish oh, into. Oh, no. They're or like a bucket very, nice, um, very nice rubber containers that are waterproof and are, where the clothes aren't going to degrade. And they're... They're set up nicely and folded nicely and taken care of. They're not just like all thrown in a bucket. I, I keep hearing Monty Python's give me a bucket. No, it's not that bucket. <laughs> we are women of a certain age that have a certain reference point. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, Monty Python. So uh, I would love to circle back to, so mm-hmm. ebb and flow, salsa, sari, salsering, doing salsa in a sari. Have which done. Is even better. Have done. And, <laughs> uh, uh, and I bet you look spectacular. Am I right in hearing that I think you, you've, you've, you're focusing on Broadway now, but am I right in hearing that you've ventured into other countries as well? With your um, that I've, that the other countries. So um, we, with Broadway, we have quite an international reach. Um, we have, I haven't been to the other countries with my books, like personally, but we have customers from the UK, from Australia, from the Netherlands. I just sent a package to Iceland um, and Canada, of course. I don't, I don't, packages that I've shipped personally, I don't remember them going to Central America quite yet, but definitely um, a number of European countries um, we, we've permeated. The, the West End over in, um, over in England has quite, you know, it, the West End is, is the, the Broadway f- over in Europe. And so we've got quite a fan base there. The trick is now to figure out how to more easily send it without having to pay, having the customer have to pay all of the exorbitant shipping prices so when if you buy anything from me from an international perspective you always get freebies <laughs> and and extras because I was like I, I, I I'm sorry you had to pay all the fees here here's some extra stuff good to hear because I, I am planning on getting some sent to New Zealand so we need to find yes. a way around that <laughs> uh, I would love to circle back to what are you wearing now? Oh, that's, you see, you've got me turning in circles. I'm thinking of salsa moves. I'm thinking of, of twirling around a room at the moment. You, you've got me in a dancing space. Any minute now, I'm going to get up. I mean, we might and, have to put on, Maringo, we might have to put on some salsa music. Or, you know, there's the big dance oh. numbers from Broadway. Like, there's so, it, it, it's really, it's just shifted to, to Broadway from, from salsa, but still big dance numbers. What am I wearing right now? I got up and I mean, preface this with, we are recording at 8.20 in the morning now. Um, so I, and it is, it is December. So it's chilly and it froze here last night. There was, there was frost on the ground. So um, I have what I call a sweater blanket on. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very large floppy sweater that is super thick and it, almost looks like a knitted blanket um but it has a excuse me it has a kind of a half turtleneck and it comes down to my um my uh wrists but it's super wide and feels like i'm wearing a blanket um because my office that i came out to to talk with you in um i have to turn the heat on when i come out here so it was cold so I have uh, my favorite pair of jeans on and I, and I put on my Christmas socks um, <laughs> because it is that time of year and I have my, my, my sweater blanket on. <laughs> and what color is Well, the one I am wearing on today is a light gray, but I do have them. When I found these, I love them so much. I, I have one in, in hot pink and I have one in black as well. <laughs> Not, do they have one? They did not. They oh, you know, I would have owned. I would own it <clears throat> if they had it. <laughs> then, what 
what is your favourite Broadway dance number and what what is your favourite Broadway show? Or are they just well, too the many answer to, to the from? second question is there are too many to choose from. I do have a favourite um, writer and a reason for it. Um, the There's a writer named Stephen Sondheim and Sondheim wrote uh, stories like um, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. He wrote Sunday in the Park with George and one called Into the Woods Amongst. He also worked on West Side Story, but his the, the lyrics that he writes are super smart and reflective and, and just really inspire people to ponder um, whether they realize they're inspiring them to ponder or not. They're just very psychologically smart um, words and lyrics and he, and he's brilliant so I tend to really like those um but I mean I love Hamilton's a great musical but I really love In the Heights which was Lynn's first um musical out the gate um my favorite Broadway dance number not to um uh not to, to shy away from that I oh my goodness oh my goodness I keep going back to West Side Story because West Side Story really is a be like the choreography is phenomenal, and some of some of those dance scenes that I I want to live in America one is just, I mean, and now you're making me think of it. I'm like it's tying back to my salsa and my Broadway. It's the perfect fusion. And it's something I sing around the house. Mm-hmm. Being a New Zealander yeah. who moved here. It, it, <laughs> I, I sing I sing it around the house because it, uh, I never thought I'd end up here and I'm very grateful and uh, it's it's quite a privilege. If you could pick just I only promised I promised I'd only keep you fifteen Not minutes. A problem. I'm ask you this one is more fun. question because I, I have it's been I I've been blown away. So one costume out of all those Broadway shows, what costume do you want to wear? <laughs> That's, oh my goodness. I know, I know that's not a, that's not a fair I mean, oh, fair all question. that does is it causes every show I've seen to swirl around in my head. And then the other thought that came up is <laughs> I want to be in like those fabulous, tiny, like shiny dresses. And, but then I need the tall legs and the body that goes with that. <laughs> So I want to wear those. Those are not something I'm ever going to put on my body. Um, but I, I, I can aspire to. I really just, I like shiny and sparkly. Like I, I like, and I like elegance. So um, I think of that in the flip side of like, if I attend um, elegant events, what would I, what would I wear? And I have been fortunate enough to be, um, I last last year was it last year I got to go do some interviewing of the pre-Tony Awards and I got to interview um, some of the stars and ask them about their mindfulness practices and how they like prep and 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 keep their mental health game strong um, and I got to dress up and I I really did like the fancy uh, I, I do like the female version of pantsuit with like sparkly, like I really like that stylistic and with Converse. That's my, that's my go-to. Like my shoes will always be Converse. <laughs> I'm imagining it and you are glorious and 
I, I'm going to ask you to, uh, I want to video chat you and I want to see that, that, um, do you actually have that pantsuit? Because I was so busy, I was so busy imagining it. It never occurred to me. You might not I, actually. I, I have don't the have yet. what I wore to that interview, and I I have not yet put together my 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 future pantsuit for for future interviews because interviews have all been from my living room now, or from my from my office for the for the time being. But I will eventually have that pantsuit. I do have the I do have the Converse. Well, here is my challenge for COVID. I, COVID, I want you to find that pantsuit and sparkly and shiny and elegant for your wonderful tall legs and your incredible curvy body. And if you put that in a bucket, woman, <laughs> I, will, I will come and I will hunt you down. And on that note, on that note, thank you so much for your time this morning. I can't think of a better way to start off a Sunday mm-hmm. morning while my husband snores. Uh, I am so grateful that I found you by accident through FBOM. Oh, Erin, it has been a joy to chat and get to know you a little bit better. And I look forward to many a conversation in the future. Agreed. All right, ciao. And talk to you soon. Bye.